Welcome to the Wisdom of the Crowd podcast, where we discuss the merits of data collected by consumers on behalf of businesses. We are Moby, a Boston-based mobile tech company offering consumers the chance to make a few extra bucks via our wildly popular app made for collecting custom data on behalf of the world's largest retailers and brands. This is episode one. <laughs> Today, welcome, episode one. Today we are joined by the esteemed, our esteemed colleague, Vice President of Corporate Partnerships and Business Development, Anand Rahman. Welcome. Hi guys. Anand, welcome Anand. Thanks for thank being you. here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, and as our guinea pig in episode one, we have some broad objectives for today's discussion. Um, you know, one of the things we want to get to on it is we want to generally talk about the evolution of crowdsourcing. How did we arrive to where, where we are today? But before we do that, we want to sort of know a little bit more about you. You know, tell us a little bit about your background. Where did you come from? And, and then ultimately, you know, what led you to what led you to Moby? You know, so tell us about your background. Sure. Um, I've been in Moby for a little over two and a half years now. And uh, prior to Moby, I've been with uh, a handful of uh, early stage companies uh, here in the Boston area. But I started um, from from a employment point of view. I started working for a, a good company called Nokia, which is no longer there anymore. I know Nokia. I right. Know so um, I, I used to work Nokia. by their Nokia research labs uh, way back when, um, and uh, this is pre iPhone. So all. Uh, all my friends at Nokia are blaming me because uh, yeah. I left Nokia six months after iPhone came up and the rest is history. <laughs> so uh, that's the start of uh, uh, my professional career here in this country and I came here from my grad school from uh, from India. So that's yeah. my background. Right. And to the, the vast audience listening, uh, Anna and I have crossed paths a few times. One of them was at Nokia, one was in Chicago. Or, or, right. That's for episode two. But this being episode one, we're going to try to keep it above the fold. Um, so, in your in your career, um, you've been in different tech companies, some tangential right. to what we do today, some more well, direct. Like, yeah, I mean, like a major, I mean, all of my career is uh, revolving around mobile as a technology, mobile as a service, and mobile as a um, as a, um, a data collection tool. So right. that's that's been my background. Um, initially, I started out with mo- mobile research, right? Coming up with newer technologies, new, newer features into the mobile phones. And then I moved over from mobile research to mobile retail. So how do you accelerate the sale of mobile phones in retail? What do you need to do? How do you make it easy for users to buy mobile phones? That was the second. And then with the advent of iPhone, where the consumption became skyrocketed, skyrocketed and the uh, more and more media being consumed, I spent a little bit of time in what do we need to do from a technology and services point of view to enhance the uh, the, the ability to view richer content on a mobile phone. Right. So that's the next piece and all along tracking everything that we do on a mobile phone using data. Right. So it's like a culmination of all these three, three things uh, that led to retail. Right. So retail has, a, has, has everything that's happening, they have a content, they have the people, interacting with the brand, they use mobile phones from an adoption point of view, and then they want to be able to track and measure. So that's kind of led me to retail, and uh, 
one thing that I've never done in my in my history is uh, in my professional career is crowdsourcing. Like, and how do you leverage the crowd, uh, make them do the job? Because everyone is walking around with a with a mini computer in their right. pocket. So that's what led me to movie. Right. So yeah, and that's what attracted me originally was you know this. It's obvious that you know the power of the crowd is just needs to be tapped. I remember the days of. Uh, the discussions around uh, photography on phones the, right. in the vast untapped market of you know hundreds of mil- hundreds of billions of, of photos right. being stored on phones and in the cloud and how do you tap the potential of what what that represents and that's that's sort of what I what I see this as everyone right. has the phone everyone's in a store everyone interacts with these brands and now let's just let's just leverage that which brings us to like what you're doing today. Um, so talk a little bit about you know how you're interacting with partners, potential partners, um, and what do they look for in a in a crowdsourcing vendor? Well, I mean, crowdsourcing in itself uh, as an industry, it's been around for like maybe five, six years, or maybe a little longer than that. Right. Uh, but the so Moby's realm in crowdsourcing. We started a little over three years ago, right? Uh, we wanted to, the initial genesis of Moby was we wanted to start to be the company that harnesses and, uh, and indexes the offline data. Like, think about Moby being the Google of offline world. That's how we started the idea. Uh, but all along, uh, we amassed the crowd, which means that we have more and more users giving us data voluntarily, and we uh, incentivize them to go give us the data. But talk, data talk, itself. Talk, talk, talk about that a little bit. Like, the, you know, how are consumers responding to that incentive, just in general? I mean, it's, it's a very interesting space. A mobile, as, as an industry, soft, smartphones have kind of revolutionized how people consume data, right? So, and how they interact with anything from being uh, like in a rich media clip, like a video clip, to all the way down to how they're doing shopping and how they're interacting with their own kids. So it's kind of... Uh, become part of their lifestyle. Right. Walking in, walk, doing things on a mobile phone has become a second nature these days, right? With that being said, uh, the, if, if you're looking at harnessing the data, offline data that's not connected online and right. in any kind of a search engine, the only scalable way to capture that data is by leveraging the smartphone that everyone is currently having. Uh, and kind of incentivizing the, the users to start to voluntarily capture the data. Um, it's worked really well. The first year or so of uh, Mobi, we spent a lot of time in creating the technology. Like, uh, how do we make it more lifestyle choice? It's not like a job that they do. It's like a lifestyle choice. It's a choice that they, they, that, that they do on a daily basis to provide data for us. Right. So that is a subtle difference because there's, there's a huge difference between doing something as a job and doing something as a lifestyle. Right. You're and already you there, for example. You, yeah. You know, why not? I'm already shopping. Every Friday I go shop at Walmart and yeah. you know what, or Target for that matter. I'm going to do, see if I can get movie points and then walk out with a latte right. from Starbucks. Right. So I'm already there. It's part of my every day, every week routine. And as part of my lifestyle, I go to Target and as part of a shopping experience, I buy certain things. Right. And then I also do Moby Mission and I walk out with like tangible points. Right. Um, so that's kind of how we focused on growing the, the, the Moby user base. And uh, so it's, it's worked really well. 
Uh, when you add on top of that the game mechanics, uh, things like leaderboard, things like, uh, hey, uh, kind of driving the bragging rights between users. Like uh, Chris is the mayor of uh, Winchester, right? right? So I'm right next town in Arlington. Right. I want to make sure, like, how can I beat Chris, right? right. So that's kind of the whole right. camaraderie within, within the, uh, uh, the users is what we are fostering through the gamification. And also we strongly believe in building a community of users because that's very important. We listen to our users' feedback. Uh, they're very passionate about communicating. Having that, uh, uh, the system in place, having the community aspect of, um, like, you know, garnering the crowd right. is, is very important for well, us. Well, I think, I think you mentioned something interesting there based about geography. So you mentioned a couple of local towns here in Boston, but really this, this service, this technology at its core is, is global. And, and yes. also national. Yes, um, it's available anywhere. It's always on, and so I think that's also what attracted me to this. Yeah, this no, type absolutely, of, of absolutely. The, the the people, I forget what the no, what the number of people have who has smartphones. It's just like you know, growing exponentially. Oh yeah, day -to -day basis, it's, right? it's, so it's anywhere, ubiquitous at this point. Anywhere you go, you have people with smartphones, and they're walking in. They would they would rather walk out with their not having their credit cards and, 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 and uh, wallet, but they would not right, walk yeah. out without their smartphones. So, so are we in the early days of, of, at least as it relates to retailers and brands leveraging this technology? Are we in the early days? Well, I, I mean, they've been, I mean, it's been around for like four or five years, yeah. right? So they've been using the data, but what's missing, or at least the way we approach the problem is uh, we, we want, we believe, Moby, we believe that uh, the data that we capture doesn't solve the problem. But it, 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 when it integrated with other data sets that the retailer or a brand has, leads them to a solution. Right. So, so it's kind of like yeah. a, the, the problems today are very interconnected because of the same nature, where it's everything is global, everything is like, you know, uh, the scale is higher. And so the problems are also interconnected. The problems, yeah. the solution needs to be. Uh, needs to have a consistent, uh, like in a multiple data sets, multiple insights packaged right, right, in, right. into, into in kind of integrated solution for integrated problems. Yeah, everyone, so, everyone has their own data sets, everyone claims insights, everyone claims uniqueness, Right. but it's the power of creating those two data sets together, what, or what's created when they're together is where the you know sort of where you come in right. for, for Moby. Right. So talk a little bit about those relationships and partnerships. Can you even mention those right? Yes, I, uh, absolutely. So, so like who, for example, is, is a good... So if, if you look at the problem, if you look at the problem, uh, it's, a, uh, it's an interconnected problem and the solution needs to address that problem space. But if you think about the client, for example, they already are set in their own works, like the workflow. So. Any solution that we or together, Mobi plus partners provide needs to fit into that workflow, yeah. right? So for them to take action and, and derive an insight from it. So we looked at the, the marketplace where we play, which is pretty much retail and consumer goods. Uh, and we, if you think about hard goods, and if you, you break down the consumer goods into two hard goods and soft goods and a consumer packaged goods and general merchandise, there are two key players who are integrated into the workflow of every brand, every retailer that, that, that exists today. One is Nielsen from the soft good and consumer package good point of view, and the other one is NPD, which is from the general merchandise or hard goods point of view. 
the, the, the brands and retailers who own that kind of category of products run their business by looking at those two data sets and analyzing that data sets and deriving insight from it. So as part of Moby's partnership initiative and, and, and business development initiative, we have established partnerships with these two key players in the marketplace. And we are in the process of pushing data to them and pulling data from them. So if, if a customer, uh, for example, an end user like a retailer or a brand was already consuming that data, they could then they could supplement or have added value to that data with the information we collect. Right. As right. one use case, for example. So one, one use case yeah. would be as they can, ideally speaking, we would rather provide our data to our partner and then partner deriving insights and providing it into the right. existing workflow that a client uses. Right. Right? The client accesses data and yeah. derive insights and runs their business by looking at a specific set of reports or dashboards or BI tool or whatever it may be, Moby's data and insights needs to be integrated into that. And that's the approach of Moby when it comes to partnerships. Right, okay, so in the interest of time, Anand, I wanna thank you for joining our, our inaugural podcast and we'll wrap it up here, but I think you hit on some interesting points like you know, you know, how did we evolve to where we are today? Um, what are partners and customers? Uh, well, we talked more about partners, what they're looking for. Right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, as we wrap it up, what customers, what retailers and brands are most excited about when they when they when they realize what the power of this uh, data can be? This data, from both retail and brand point of view, um, is is a uh, is a void, right? So they don't have the access to this data. It's a new kind of data set. They have point of sale data, they have syndicated data, that's how traditionally, and they have loyalty data. These are the three different data sets that both brand and retail use today to run their business. This data, the causal data from in-store executional data, is a new data set that they don't have. So we, um, every conversation that we have with our existing clients or new prospects, this data um, lights up their eyes. They, they feel that like this is compelling enough for them to start looking at it systemically. Uh, but the problem is that it's still not integrated into the workflow. Yeah. So that's where we are positioning ourselves from a partnership point yeah. of view. But if you think about clients, um, any client, any retailer that has multiple store locations, and let's say over 100 or 200 store locations, uh, this will be a data set that they would consume and, and take action on and run their business by. Right. And same applies to any brand that sells their product across a handful of retail locations. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well thank you Anand for joining us. Uh, for more information, getmobi.com, G-E-T-M-O-B-E-E.com. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for joining. Thank you.